Welcome to Bookmark, where you can take a pause and dive into the wide world of literature. I'm Austin. And I'm Owen. And um, today we will be talking about the Zodiac Legacy Convergence, which is the first in a trilogy. Um, this episode may contain spoilers, so listen at your own risk. And the views expressed in this podcast are the ones of the are the views of the participants and not shared by the Benton School District. All right, let's get started. Yeah. Um, so the Zodiac Legacy Convergence is a young adult fantasy novel written by Stan Lee, the writer of Marvel Comics. Yeah, creator of like father of heroes, if you will. Yeah. Um, and Stuart Moore, and it is illustrated by Andy Tong. Um, it is the first book in the Zodiac Legacy trilogy. It is set in various locations around the world. This epic story follows 14-year-old Chinese-American Stephen Lee, who is thrown into a sprawling global adventure when 12 pools of mystical energy based on the signs of the Zodiac are discovered. When a villainous collective known as the Vanguard sets out to obtain the magical superpowers held in the 12 pools, Stephen must lead a group of friends and allies to defeat the bad guys, restoring order to the universe. Along the way, Stephen absorbs the power of the tiger, and he and must use his newfound influence to take down the evil villain Maxwell, who is a corrupt businessman who intends to take over the world. That's the uh, basic rundown on the story. Now, uh, now this this book suffers from firsts in the series itis, uh, <laughs> where it's setting up the world. A lot of it. So, and a lot of it's a like a chase sequence. You're tr- they're trying to find uh, like the other zodiacs and stuff. Yes. Uh, that's that's a lot of this book. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we basically explain the plot. So Austin, why did you decide to read this book? If I'm gonna be honest, it's because of the name on the cover. <laughs> I decided to read this book because I love uh, the other the comics that Stanley has written, and I thought, hey. I think I would really like this book, and it did not disappoint. I'm gonna be honest; I'm the exact same. Uh, I had just gotten into reading, and uh, I loved, uh, I loved like the Marvel movies. So I was like, and I, I was starting to get into comics as well. So I decided, like, eh, why not? And at this point in my life, Stanley is my hero. I love Stanley. I have a signed Stanley uh, uh, comic. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I really enjoyed this book because it is just, it takes that young adult type romance adventure novel and puts it into superheroes, which is yeah really cool. And also, it doesn't have like, there's a big problem with a lot of a lot of YA books, really, a lot of YA adventure books specifically, yes. is that they're all the same. Yes, and it does not suffer from that. Yeah, it does not. Uh, it's a completely original story. It doesn't follow the basic YA dystopian uh, the, type book. The world's ending, and it's uh, and it's all because of this one thing. Yeah, it's it you know, you know has, what it's similar to, what? but but better. Darkest Minds. That is what it is similar to. Uh, Darkest Minds is if you took this this like uh, uh, Zodiac Legacy series and put it into that that YA like generic cookie cutter dystopian. And I really think that this is also a it breaks away from Stanley's original like oh I'm writing comics there's gods coming down from wherever and fighting supervillains. It's it's really just oh I have superpowers based off of the Z- zodiac signs that are in the sky sky yeah. and now i must fight this corrupt businessman yeah and now i'm gonna say 
what really interests me about this book, uh, after reading it and what I felt was really good about it, was its representation. Yes, because our main character isn't your basic white boy that's got all the money. It's a 14-year-old yeah. Chinese-American. It, it's not, hi, I'm suburban white, white guy number one. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more, oh, I'm... I'm on a trip. I'm an uh, I'm an interesting three dimensional character. Yes, and it also where the book starts out is, is a class field trip to uh, I think it's China, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Where yeah, because they're in Hong Kong. Um, yes. Where yeah, yeah. they where they're looking in a museum, and he talks about how everyone just assumes that he speaks Mandarin because he looks Chinese. Yeah. Uh, like and and. Oftentimes, when you have representation, it, it this is more is really more in movies and TV, but it does extend to books a lot. Uh, like the, the characters, they're like defined. It, like uh, it's the idea of a token black character. Yes, it's a oh my entire personality is I am Asian. Yeah, and uh, I like I am good at math. I like noodles. Like yeah, it's this was not that. This yeah. was. I'm an American kid growing up that I just happen to be on this field trip where everyone looks like me and everyone assumes that I can do this. You know what I, I just thought of? American Dragon Jake Long. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities in the characters and I guess to some extent, on a very basic level, the story. Yeah. I mean, so what this, it really gets, it, it also does a good job of showing the mythology and the stuff behind the Zodiac the zodiac stuff um it talks about ley lines which are these mystic lines where they have magic because of some stars like it's like it's a convergent point yes. in the universe and stuff it's like on a map you've got like longitude and latitude it's that for the universe yes it's and then they've got where these place these lines intersect and it's got pools that give you powers and yeah it's just like it's a really it does a really good job of showing Chinese Zodiac culture. Yeah, which isn't really discussed, because if we talk the Zodiacs, we go like, oh yeah, the uh, astrology. Oh yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Like, yeah. That's, that's that's not what this is. It this isn't. is like This is like, uh, like, oh, the year of the rooster. It's that kind of Zodiac. Yeah, it's, this, it's Chinese Zodiac. That's what it is. It's not your typical... It's not the Zodiac that's based off of, like, Babylonian myth. Yes. It's based off Chinese uh, myth, which is very different and also not explored much in it is anything, not. really. Outside, uh, of chi outside of China and even in China, really. We don't really learn about this type of mythology out in Western culture. It's just not something that we talk about. Like, we talk about the basic Greek myths, which influenced the—we talk about how it influenced a bunch of society, but we don't talk about how the Chinese zodiac t really influenced their culture. Yeah, we don't talk about—and we really don't talk about much about any Chinese culture. We talk about their history, but not their culture. Yeah, we talk more on, oh, this is what's going on in China right now. And, Let's get back to the rest of the world. And we don't, and we don't talk about, oh yeah, Taoism. Yeah, we don't. And so this book does a good job of covering some ch basic Chinese mythology. Yeah, and um, and furthermore, like I just gotta say, this book, like it, it's published by Disney, and especially mm -hmm. at the time that this book was published, uh, I don't twenty fifteen twenty fifteen. Disney was not the greatest at representation. It was not. In 2015, Disney was still on their 
100% white character base. Yeah, it, except for the occasional... Yeah, the occasional, like, Mulan, Pocahontas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, it just doesn't have that. It's, uh, because if I remember correctly, and I may be wrong about this, the series was had very... Disney had very little influence on the series. Yes, it, they had very little influence. They were just the publisher. Yeah, for, for, y- for y'all that don't know, uh, Stanley... Was net was not part of Marvel for uh, like well over like fifty years at this point. Yes, uh, he did not work for Disney. He he owned his own company called uh, Pow Comics or Pow Productions. Yeah, uh, and uh, but he he worked with Disney a lot, but he wasn't part of Disney. And that should probably be a preface on a lot of his later in life works that Disney oftentimes had very little control over anything. Yes, it was more a loose relationship than it was a. It was more of a loose relationship than it was a exact, defined relationship. Yeah, he was an honorary t- uh, executive chairman on Marvel, like honorary. He had very like that was it. Yes, he would occasionally like just or in every episode, just because they wanted to pay homage to the original creator of it, he would just show up in it. Yeah, and that's why that happened. Uh, now, uh, back to Zodiac, I guess. Uh. As you said, it's as as you said at the beginning, it's part of a trilogy. Yes. Uh, now what you also because I never read these ones, but there are two prequels, uh, to it as well. Uh, one's called the Zodiac Archives, I believe, and then the other one I know this one what it's called. It's called the uh, Vanguard Archives. Yes. Uh, and these are uh they are prequels uh to the thing. I think on Goodreads it said like, uh. Vanguard Archives is book point two, and then uh, Zodiac Archives is point is book uh, point five or something like that. Yeah, so they're just prequels to the book, and if the basic story is just in the main trilogy. Yeah, and that they're really good books. I've read the first one, and I've read good things about the second and third one. And I've read both the second and third one, and can say they're amazing. And it does. It does a good job of giving that Stanley superheroes vibe yeah, to like, a um, thing that maybe not be covered in Marvel comics. Yeah, like, uh, like, pow, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it it has that like it it does have a very comic feel because it, it's partially a graphic novel. Uh, yeah, it, it's got some pictures. It's more yeah. like Hugo Cabaret. Yeah, as as we said at the beginning, it's illustrated by Andy Tong. Love uh, Hugo. It's amazing, mm-hmm. uh, um, but it's it's uh, illustrated by Andy Tong. It, so every uh, like uh, oh, what's we call it? Magic Treehouse. Every couple pages there was a picture. Every couple chapters there was a picture. But yeah, and, and in this one it's every couple chapters, of course. Uh, it, so it's considered a graphic novel. Uh, and personally, for me, this was I I started reading it before I was fully into reading. Yes. And where I was reading graphic novels. So, it's. It's less of a graphic novel and more of a story where there is a picture every so often, but it still, since it has those pictures, it is labeled a graphic novel. And now I want to say on the illustration, uh, Andy Tong does an amazing job because it does look like old, like Chinese art, yes. uh, like, but like, not like the, uh, modern. It looks uh, like, like it was, uh, I think it's called ink pressed. Yeah. Like the really, really like almost prehistory art. Yes. And. Uh, like, it's got, uh, like, uh, now some of them, of course, are, like, are, like, fully illustrated, almost, like, uh, almost manga scenes. Yes. But, 
quite a few of them, especially in the first book, are uh, like these, like, you got like lines everywhere and uh, they're they're very big and they're, it's, uh, and it's all in. It's a very, it's a very unique type of style. It's very, shows what, it really does a good job of showing the plot. Yeah. And showing where, where, where they're at in the story. And it's all in black and white and it's all got yes. this red hue over it all. Uh, yes. Well, at least it does in the first book. Which has a red cover. The second book is a blue cover. It all has a blue hue. Uh, third book has a yellow, uh, yellow golden cover. It all has a, uh, a yellow golden hue. Yes, and it's just, I found found this book a very good book, and it was, it, it showed me that Stanley is not just hey comics. Yeah, I think it, and I think it's a good thing to get people into reading. Uh, reading that's i think yeah. it's just a good thing to get people into it it's a good starting point for young readers and i think that reading this really like grabbed my love for reading I, yeah uh, for me it was percy jackson but this certainly helped it was uh uh it was uh because i was reading graphic novels for so long yes. and i see this one and it's defined as a graphic novel and i see stan lee and i'm like oh yeah the dude who created uh, all those marvel characters and so I grab it, and I'm like, oh, this is a graphic novel, but it's really good so far. And I go, this is really good. And it kind of, having it, especially having it in the graphic novel section, is really good for people who don't think they like reading, and yet find out that they do. Yes, it's a good branch out point. And yeah. I think it, I think it's just a really good way to it be introduced. Them, it in, separates the men from the boys. I think it's a really good way to introduce new readers into YA, too. Yeah. It's a really... It's a really good book, and if y'all want to, y'all should give it a read. It's, I I enjoyed reading it, and I assume y'all will too. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this has been bookmarked. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. The music brought to you in this episode is brought to you by Fezlang Studios. Thank you. Bye.